Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Real right here on Mountain 91.5. What you're listening to right now is the Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald main theme. Like I said, this is Beyond the Real. My name is Kyle. My name is TJ. And I'm Colin. And we didn't have a show last week because we had an unfortunate run-in with a wooden door. Yeah, the door was just locked. Yeah, So, but we're back. It feels like home. I feel like it's been so long since we've been in the studio talking about our favorite thing, movies. Um, at least my favorite thing, I'm, I'm sure you... Colin, Colin top likes. Five. It's okay. Colin likes um, back like, pockets. TJ likes goofy boys. <laughs> top three hundred favorite things is one of those, One of them is talking about movies. Well, anyways, we probably shouldn't mess around, waste any time because oh, we, yeah. we've got lots to talk about because we missed last week. We got six full movies to review right here on Beyond the Real. So Jeez. we're gonna jump right into it. We're gonna start off with one of the movies that was released. Not this past weekend, the one before, and that is Instant Family, starring Marky Mark and the boys. Is there, <laughs> Marky is, Mark and the boys. Is there any chance that you just created a family by snapping your fingers like that? Just like Instant <laughs> Family. Instant Family. <laughs> uh, so this is a story. So this is a story all, all about, about how Marky Mark my family got and, made by, by a snap of cow finger. Yeah. And Rose Byrne, uh, they're a couple... And they flip houses, and they kind of want kids, and they're like, oh, we're going to adopt some foster kids. And they do, but it's like, wait, the teenager comes with two short little kids. Oh, it's a package deal. It's a package deal. Yeah, the two short little kids add up to one kid. It's two kids. <laughs> yeah, it's two full kids. <laughs> you get two teenagers. We got uh, one man, one... We got... And then the half kids... I'm trying to make a two and a half men joke, but it's not working. So anyways, uh, Instant Family... Neither did a lot of jokes on that show, so... Yikes. Um, So anyways, keep getting sidetracked. Instant Family, um, they adopt three foster kids, basically, effectively creating an instant family, and the struggles with that, and uh, it's supposed to be like this family comedy movie, and, you know, I really like this movie. I thought it was just going to be like this one-off comedy... You know, Mark Wahlberg's like, oh, nobody takes him seriously, you know, which I guess works for him in this movie because, you know, it's a comedy. Yeah. Um, and it was actually really heartfelt. Um, you know, they didn't really baby any of the the content in it because, you know, foster kids go through a lot and in the foster system and they're sometimes abused by people in the the system that they're in. And the movie didn't really shy away from any of those um, harder themes. And I really, I really liked it. And I told someone coming out of the theater that I would not be surprised that um, if there was a spike in adoptions after this movie came out. It's that good. I, I mean, it made me want to adopt a kid and be like, dang, I'm, <laughs> I'm 22. I can't raise a kid, but I want to go and be like... Man, you just, adopt, just kid. adopt another 22-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that, I mean... Kyle, if, adopt me. If that says anything, <laughs> I will adopt you, TJ. You can... Oh, my goodness. I'll raise you to be a big boy. You guys are witnessing this on air. This <laughs> Instant is how we, family. Yeah. That was the snap. That was me and TJ coming together. We were becoming a family. Right. Bada bing, bada boom, you know? Bada bing. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> bada bing, Colin can be the godfather. And then yeah, Colin could just... Instant family. Can I be like the cool uncle? Yeah. Yeah. 
You can yeah. be the cool uncle and the cool cousin. <laughs> Oh, we don't want to go into the logistics of that. <laughs> Anyways, Instant Family, a great movie to go watch with your family. Um, I was home with mine um, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and we all went and saw movies. Almost Instant Family. Like, we almost went and saw it, but I decided I want to see Fantastic Beasts again. Um, but, it, like, what I was trying to say is it's a great family movie. Um, if you're with your family during the holidays, it might be a great choice for you. So... That was Instant Family. I really liked it. Surprised me a ton. Excellent. One of the other movies that came out the previous weekend was Widows, starring Viola Davis, Liam Neeson, Michelle Rodriguez, Carrie Coon, and some other people that I can't think of. And the plot of Widows is that Viola Davis and a bunch of other main cast women are married to criminals, and they are pulling a job one day, and they all get killed. The husbands, not the not the widows, and oh, that's why it's called widows. Yeah, <laughs> good one, Kyle. <laughs> that's right, right son. Yeah. yeah, and the people that Liam Neeson was trying to steal from go up to Viola Davis one day, and they're like, "Hey, so you know that money that he was stealing from us? Well, we want that, so you got to get that to us." And Viola Davis is like, "Uh, okay, well, I don't have that." And, he's like, and the guy's like, okay, well, you're going to get it to me somehow, right? And Viola Davis is like, oh, okay. So, Viola Davis meets up with the other widows, and they essentially plot to steal a whole bunch of money to pay this guy and for them to all be well off. And it's really good. Widows, widows is a really good movie. The characters are interesting, and they have enough personality to make them unique from one another. Viola Davis steals the show. She has several moments when the camera is on her and only on her, and she has to be by herself in the scene and just make it compelling all by herself, and man, does she nail it. She's great. And the heist is pulled off in a very logical way. It's tense. It's really thrilling. And it's just it's just a good action thriller with a good plot, some nice twists and turns. And if you are of age to see an R-rated film and you like action, and you like a characterization, Widows is probably going to be the movie for you. You said uh, not too long ago, that comparing it to Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eight. Oh, jeez. Ocean's Eleven is the first one. Yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint you, son. I know you're, you thought really highly of me. Dad, I'm not going to adopt the son anymore. <laughs> I was going to be just like you. I wanted to adopt a child, but I don't know Instant if I... Instant grandpa! I don't know if I want to... Disappointed like that. Okay, anyways, Colin, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a lot better than Ocean's 8. Okay. Is it a comparable movie? Like, is it similar in a lot of ways? It is. It's It's not. Ocean's 8 was a lot more tongue-in-cheek, I think. Like, it didn't take itself nearly as seriously. And Widows is very serious. There's no there's no comedy or laughs to be found in Widows. It's a very, it takes on a very grave tone for itself. Mm-hmm. But, and this is... This is just me. I may be speaking a little out of turn here, but I think that Ocean's 8 was kind of stupid in its plot because in in that, they were like, oh, well, this is the women's heist movie, so we're going to steal necklaces and we're going to steal jewelry and everything. <laughs> and in Widows, they're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to do exactly what everybody else does and steal a crap ton of money. We're not yeah. going to deal with any of that. So I thought Widows didn't burden itself with anything like that in the slightest it's it's tense and the characters are good i liked widows 
Cool. Wow. We're two for two. We're two for two tonight with the movies that we liked. Woohoo. Wow. And then we're moving on to Fantastic Beasts. So yeah, now we're t- going to go to Fantastic Beasts, which I liked for yeah. no good reasons. Go ahead. I just did. Um, so Harry Potter is a franchise that I don't really realize I'm a fan of <laughs> until it's right in front of me. And I'm like, ooh, that's good. So <laughs> I like it. I mean, I, I don't even like remember a single thing about the first Fantastic Beasts movie. Oh, okay. I just know... I liked it. And so going into this one, a movie that really requires you to know what's going on when you get when you get into it. I was so lost the whole time. Kai was there too. There were like several instances where there was just long stretches of the movie, like fifteen minutes where we're like like What's going on? You whispered that to me during yeah. the movie. That was the first time in a while someone's ever done that to me. It was like really somber. This really somber scene, and like everyone's all sad. And, and I'm like, Kyle, what are they? What are they talking about? I'm pretty sure I was just like, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that like, it's you definitely got to know your stuff about the universe and the story and everything going into this. But that said, I mean, it's a fun universe. Especially to me, apparently, because I like, despite that, I was I was just sitting there having a great time, just seeing all this fun magic stuff happen. Does it have like a ton of Harry Potter Easter eggs? Where if you've like seen all the other stuff, you get to the theater and go like, oh, I know what that is. Oh, I know what that is. I don't What's really that? think there was like any blatant Harry Potter. I mean, okay, there's there's young Dumbledore. Yeah, and there's Hogwarts in it. That's pretty. That's Very pretty spiffy. Plain. But, like, young Dumbledore. There was enough of its own stuff. Like it's all it's all. This series is obviously, as you can tell from the title, focused on like all the like magical creatures, and there's a ton of that, like way more than you would have gotten in Harry Potter. Also, um, Newt Scamander, the main character, definitely holds his own as a protagonist. He's his, he's pretty he's cool. His own, he's his own thing. Yeah, there's not like Harry's not even a twinkle in his parents' eye. Actually, I don't even know if they were born yet. So, no, I don't think so. No. Yeah, like, he, he's not a part of the world at this point. So, like, there's not really anything to reference the stories except for stuff that came before it. I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a Harry Potter movie. What am I saying? I Does, mean, a lot of the stuff uh, that, you know, they go to Hogwarts a couple times, and they have, like, flashbacks and stuff. So a lot of that stuff was, you know, fan service. Does Johnny Depp steal the show as Grindelwald? Oh, I don't yeah, think so. that's right. That was going to be our joke, is we were going to call this the crimes of Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been Luke's. too long. No, well, I, he does He does a pretty good job. He's Johnny Depp, but I don't think he steals the show, as you put it. Yeah, he's just there. Which is good. I'm, well, it, it depends. Because the, the character of Grindelwald, I don't think, should steal the show. I think the, the way they're characterizing him, he's a more... Um, like cool, confident, and not the typical Johnny Depp, flamboyant really. in front of everything out there. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, they put more emphasis on the the rest of the characters. And there's a lot of yeah. them. There's a lot of different characters that are playing into this the the story. The main characters, the original four from the first movie, I really like. I think that was why I liked the first one. Now that I'm thinking about it so much, is that like the the main cast from that movie is just. Such a nice, like, well-balanced set of characters that are all pretty different from each other. Mm-hmm. Say what you will about J.K. Rowling, but she can write good characters. 
Well, to be honest, I... She can write good characters. <laughs> I just said what I wanted about J.K. Rowling. Um, you... Yeah. Okay. You get it? Yeah. Well, I mean, cool. I didn't... Right. I Okay, so this is probably my fault, but I didn't realize that Fantastic Beasts was supposed to be this whole, like, five, six-part series. I thought it was going to be, like, this one and then the next one and be over with. But when I was watching it, I quickly realized towards the end that this is not the end of the whole Grindelwald thing, and I was pretty upset. Um, I've become increasingly jaded with, like, the industry part of, like, movie making um, with, like, all the live action, like, Disney remakes and everything. I just become really cynical. So when I learned that this is not the end of the story, I was pretty upset. And... That's kind of what that big takeaway that I got from it. Um, it's kind of like Mockingjay Part One, you know, like Hunger Games Mock- Mockingjay Part One. It's like, what is that? That's not yeah. a standalone movie. You can't watch that by itself. This this movie doesn't. It does not begin or end. And I <laughs> it's thought just it, a bunch of events that yeah. happen. And I thought it was gonna be more action packed and like there's cool magic stuff. The effects, of course, look great, but. I didn't get a sense of like grandeur or like impact in the world. That is true. Definitely not as much as the first one. I thought the first one like blended that stuff into the real life setting really well, but it it has been a while. So, well, the first one had to be the proof of concept movie, right? Yeah. Like that one had to be good so they could make more of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of this is imaginative, but I don't know. I guess it lost its magic a little bit. I was hoping it would pull me in, but. The fact that it's, like, number two in six movies makes me pretty upset. Because, like, then then it almost adds no, um, like, urgency to it. Uh, there's no impact. Because if, you know, if this is all about Grindelwald, he's going to last six movies. So we're going to wait six movies knowing that he's going to survive all that time? I mean, like, that's not for sure. But, like, you know, you're, it, it doesn't, it loses its impact. And, yeah. I don't know. I guess I need... Maybe I just didn't get um, invested enough. Well, that makes sense. So, okay. Anyways, I don't want to harp on Fantastic Beasts. If you like it, of course you're going to like it. It's a fine movie. Yeah. Don't listen to Cynical Kyle go on and on about things he's upset about. Oh, you were just saying you liked Instant Family. I did! Yeah. I did. Instant Family's great. Yeah. Reminds or Paddington, of- too. I was just going to mention Paddington. You're... <laughs> He's my son. He's perfect. Get a DNA test, man. Oh, Maybe man. he is your son. I, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, we are the same age. <laughs> mm, test two, baby. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm really sorry. I made that baby sound on live live radio that one time. Oh man. Oh, okay. So moving on. Uh, the next movie. Speaking of Disney. Ralph Breaks the Internet, a sequel to the Wreck-It Ralph movie from not too long ago. 2012, I think. That is pretty long ago. Yeah, yeah, that is six years. A lot has happened since 2012. Um, Am I I, right? Is it 2012? Oh, I'm looking into it. I'm kind of, uh, you know, stalling while I'm figuring that out. I Uh, can do it on my handheld portable device. Wait, you have one of those? Uh yeah, I'm your son. I'm oh, dude, is, awesome. that, is that a, is that one of those cool nifty PDAs? Uh, so okay. Anyways, I can start talking about this. But it's not yeah, 2012. 
Um, all, I'm useless. <laughs> so I just stared at the empty search bar trying to remember what I was supposed to look up. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to start off my review of Ralph Breaks the Internet by saying the stuff that I did not like. Um, Uh-oh. And there was a lot of meta humor in it. Um, stuff like, hey, we know how the internet works. Here's how we personify it. Look at this. It's fun. Look at how kooky it is. And then there was a whole part where they go into like the Disney website and it's like, we got Eeyore and Stormtroopers and X-Wing fighters and all the Disney princesses. And like, uh, you know, they, they mentioned or they referenced like Twitter and Snapchat and YouTube and all this different stuff. And oh, you know what other movie does that? Yes. The emoji movie. Yeah, I know. Fortunately, I this is better than than the emoji movie, but just th- that meta humor didn't really do anything for me. Um, you know the jokes where it's like, Haha, "That's Twitter." Like that, I didn't care for that at all. You know, like they they personified it where like it's a bunch of trees and there's like these little birds, the little blue birds, and they're like tweeting, and it's like pictures of cats everywhere. And like while that might give me get a smirk out of me, it's not enough to like carry me over. And basically, the whole movie was about that. Um, was about Twitter? No, no, no. Just like <laughs> jokes like that. Oh, um, a lot of the Twitter. entertainment comes in that fashion. And, you know, the characters are fine. Um, Ralph and Vanellope. Um, some of the things that they do don't, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Being like a avid gamer um, when they're in like slaughter race, some of the stuff is like, Come on, that wouldn't happen in a video game. Um, so, you know, was I entertained? Yeah. What about the stuff that you did like? Because well, you said you're going to start with the things that you don't like, but how about the things that you do? Yeah, and I think it's a nice continuation from the story. There were some things that they personified really well, um, especially for like a younger audience, teaching kids how the internet works. It's very simplified, but a lot of it is kind of correct and accurate. Um Basically, the whole problem, the whole um, issue that they're trying to solve is they're trying to get a new part for Vanellope's game, but they don't have real money. And I think the way they teach kids how money can just be made on the internet, like I feel like that's a concept um, a lot of adults don't understand and for young kids to understand as well because a lot of this stuff that we see on social media it's very important to realize that this is a, like a lot of things are money machines. You know, social media is, is weaponized to make money. Um, you know, weaponized to make money. Why? By certain companies. What absolutely. Words. Um, wow. And you know, marketing is selling to kids. Cynical Kyle is back. Yeah. But, but he's more cynical than ever. It's important <laughs> because this movie teaches all those people unaware that, people make money off these things and like Ralph utilizes that because he's just a character. He's lines of code, you know, he's a programmer or whatever, but he's able to make money on the internet. He's not even a person. So like, wow, rude. (laughs) (laughs) So it's okay, son. It's okay, son. You'll get your turn. Uh, (laughs) No. So anyways, I thought that was probably the, my, um, the most important part of this movie is teaching young kids and, older people that might not be aware of how the internet works, um, that kind of stuff. And if you love Disney princesses, it's kind of fun to see them all personified. Um, 
you know, they they all like talk about their different issues and how they solve things. And there's this really funny bit about um, singing songs and Vanellope doesn't get it at first. And it's that part's pretty funny and charming, but good morals. Um, so, you know, the whole moral of the story is uh, sometimes you got to let your friends go. You know, you have to grow apart sometimes and that's OK. And teaching young kids that lesson you know, not not a whole lot of stories tell that lesson where, you know, you have to let your friends go eventually. You know, you grow apart and stuff like that. So That's a pretty metal message. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph breaks the internet. It's fine, like I said. Um, just some of it didn't really work for me. And that's fine, too, because it's not really made for me. You know, Monsters University was probably was made a little bit more for me because that was, like, what I saw when I was younger, but... I mean, I was, what, a sophomore in high school when the first Wreck-It Ralph came out? That was perfect because it's like all this retro gaming stuff. It's really fun and exciting. So, yeah. Another family movie. If your kid is really excited to see Ralph Wrecks the Internet, take him to see it. Maybe you'll learn something. Why wasn't it Ralph Wrecks the Internet? <clears throat> they made, made a joke about it in the trailer. Oh. Yeah, that's the kind of meta humor. Like, um, it was like, well, why isn't it Ralph wrecks the internet? And then, yes, the the lead algorithm, the head algorithm of BuzzTube says, Oh, ha. Ah, that works too. Or like, whatever, you know. And then also the, the part where, like, the kitties and the, the pancakes. Do you remember that, the part yeah. of the trailer? Yeah, that doesn't show up in the movie. But it's um, shows up in an end credit scene and they reference the fact that it was in the trailer but it didn't show in the movie that's weird which was i mean some of it's pretty funny and then also working at a movie theater um normally i would not encourage people to stick around (laughs) till the end of the credits to watch something because we like to clean the theater in an efficient way but there's something fun at the end of ralph breaks the internet um that if you does he break the internet no, but Aww. if if you like internet humor and you were around in the early 2000s for the the whole like birth of memes, you're going to like the end credit scene. So, do you want to talk about Robin Hood? No, but I will. Okay. Because Robin Hood is really 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 bad. <laughs> no. Whoa. Um, it, Roasted. I thought, I thought whoa, I thought it was just going to be okay. Oh no, it's it's bad. That there's makes a, me really happy. Is that is that wrong? I didn't like the trailers <laughs> at all. Every time they came on, I was really annoyed. There's an exposure principle in psychology where, in theory, if you are exposed to something an incessant number of times, you'll just learn to dislike it. If I thought it was you, the other way around. It's you, that that's if you like it initially, then oh. you then you'll like it more okay. the, the more you're exposed to it. But if you are neutral toward it or you dislike it initially. And you're exposed to it more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Like I was with the Robin Hood trailer. You'll kind of learn to yep. not like the trailer. Just kept going. I uh, kept seeing it. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing that trailer in the theater for months. And like whenever it came up, I just like pulled my phone out. I was like, I do not want to see this again. Check out check out this still from the trailer I'm looking at on this screen. It oh no, you'll hate it. He's right. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's just holding his arms out. He's yeah. like, come at me, bro. Yeah, Aaron Egerton is like, come on, come on, come on. Taron Egerton, I'm sorry. Like, oh, what? <laughs> Tell me. It, it stars Taron Egerton, Jamie Foxx, Ben Mendelsohn, 
and some pretty e- woman. Eve Hewson. Like I said, Eve Hewson. And it's generic. It's not logical. The first scene of the film is Robin Hood and Marion hooking up, and oh. their relationship is never developed after that. <laughs> Robin, like, he he talks about wanting to get home to Marion, and it doesn't work because we as the audience don't really know what their relationship is like. Jamie Foxx's character is mildly entertaining. He's kind of cool when he's on screen. And Ben Mendelsohn, who I have learned to like since I saw him in Rogue One as the general who screams things and is evil, <laughs> who pretty much plays that role in other films, like Ready Player One, just the evil guy in charge. He does that here, and he looks like he doesn't really want to be here. And I, as the audience member, did not want to be there either. The film is not <laughs> the film is not well paced. It's very overproduced. It's got a bunch of overproduced pyrotechnic scenes where uh, people will be like riding in a horse carriage and they'll just be riding along some action sequence and then flames will burst out of the sides of the track. It's 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 bad. The ending <laughs> the ending feels tacked on. It teases a sequel. And I really hope there won't be one. Oh my god! Jeez. Um, the the characterization is just the movie feels like it was made for the millennial audience, and it is not good because of that either. The Robin Hood movie that I've seen that I actually do like is the 2009 Robin Hood movie with Russell Crowe, and that movie wasn't particularly terrific either. But that had some awesome medieval warfare sequences that kept me entertained. Robin Hood 2018 does not have anything like that. It Just tries big to... explosions and fire shooting. Yeah, yeah, fire fire shooty, you know? Um, and it tries to bring, like, an Arabic Middle Eastern vibe to the Robin Hood tale. And make no mistake, I respect when people try to put new twists on tales that are old as old as Robin Hood. Because how else are you going to update the story by trying to change some elements in the storytelling process? But... Here's an idea. Yeah. Don't update it. Don't do it again. Is that an option? I'm sorry, son, that you have to see this side. Well, in theory, you should be able to contribute something new to a really old story. And if you have something worthwhile to contribute to it, maybe telling it is a good thing. I recently read a a Batman comic where that went back to his origin of him getting his parents killed and it. it changes that a little bit and makes it really really impactful so i know that updating old stories for the better can be done it just wasn't done with robin hood 2018 and it wasn't done with the grinch either oh are we talking about the grinch no, no. Oh. that's the first thing that came to mind is the, is the grinch movie <laughs> looking at my papers what i thought we already did that <laughs> yeah i was trying to find examples of of Old retellings that that work out. I guess we have to really brainstorm uh, some Lord ideas. Lord of the Rings film adaptation. Mm. It's only that was like... like a page for page adaptation. That didn't change a whole lot from the source material. Oh, I, I have think. one. Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know Flawless. it did add a lot Flawless. to the source material. It changed it a lot. It, it <laughs> did a oh. lot of new theming things. Oh, here we go. Here's another one. Uh, the Sherlock Holmes movie that's coming out with Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly. Oh, yeah, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited for that one. Oh, my God. So I, you're right. But I just have to inject my cynicism into everything. Any final thoughts about Robin Hood? It's bad. Good. 
as someone who didn't see it, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that only leaves us with one last movie that was released this last weekend, and that is Creed 2, uh, starring Michael B. Jordan. And I never saw the first one, um, but for all you out there that are interested in seeing Creed 2 and have not seen the first one, don't worry, because you'll pick up on everything. Um, they do a good job of not really referencing the first movie. Um, I don't honestly, I don't even know what happens in the first one because it doesn't really matter. Um, all you really need to know is that Rocky Balboa is Creed's like trainer, like that. He they have like this father son relationship, and I really like this movie. I think they did an awesome job. A lot of stuff worked with it. Um, they referenced Rocky Four a ton, which is also another movie I haven't seen. But they referenced the fight with Rocky and Ivan Drago, and you know, <clears throat> for a franchise that's had so many movies, I mean, what it was like Rocky Six they made it to. Or I think they five? got the Rocky Five. Okay, so five Rocky movies, and then we had a Creed movie, and then a Creed Two. For a franchise, oh, a- actually, they came out with Rocky Balboa in like 2007. It was kind of a another entry into the Rocky franchise that just wasn't numbered. There you go. So we're on eight, eight movies in this this like Rocky franchise, and I'm still I'm surprised that they have a movie that's good to show off. Um, you know, like I just had. A good time watching it. It's very moving. There's something about watching two dudes train up and then fight each other. I mean, it's it's very it's like a primal feeling where you know it's mano y mano. Um, best man wins. I don't know. I guess it's the testosterone and the masculinity. Like, yeah, I want to fight someone. Yeah, you know, go out, come out of the theater. And I'm a pacifist. I don't like physical confrontation, but made me feel like, yeah, I can go train forever and then go fight someone with giant cloth things on my knuckles. <laughs> Just oh, describe boxing. Yeah, well, when you say giant cloth, I'm, I'm picturing you like wrapping towels around your knuckles. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Or something. So anyways, Creed 2, uh, very moving. They did an awesome job. Michael B. Jordan does... Wow, he's really good. Did he be Jordan? Uh, he be Michael G- B. Jordan. He be G- Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, and then, you know, the whole development between, like, Rocky and Ivan Drago, and you kind of, you understand the motivations of the um, the Drago pair because it's um, Ivan Drago, the, the guy that Rocky fought, and then his son, Victor Drago, who's the one that Creed fights. Um you understand their motivations. Um, it's very, it's a very simple story as to like why they they are motivated to fight and everything. And of course, without watching the first one, I still understand what where Creed is at. And they he also has a really powerful um, backstory that's explained uh, fully in Creed Two. Um, being really vague because I want to leave the the story to be told in the theater if you go and watch it. So if you want uh, some primal um, action, I guess, you know, and feelings and emotions, Creed 2 is an awesome movie to go see. I think we did really well with it. Yeah, sounds like we're five for six. Yeah, 
I think the only one that really kind of had a, a chink in his armor is Fantastic Beasts, and that's because I'm a stinky boy, and I don't like things. Also, Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about Robin Hood. He's so forgettable. Me too, man. Ah, uh, I'll never forget Robin I'll never forgive it. <laughs> we'll, call it we'll call it a four and a half. How about that? Four, yeah. hey, four and a half out of six, that's... That's pretty good. So that's like a C minus. That's passing, I think. That's a. Th- I'll give that a thumbs up. Yeah. Let's let's give it all a thumbs up this week for the movies. All right. We Can all you hear that? F- the sound of my powerful <laughs> thumbs up. Wah, 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 wah. It's going directly into the microphone. Wah, 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 wah. All right. So Creed two. We talking about a bunch of movies. Talking about Instant Family, Widows, Fantastic Beasts, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Robin Hood, and Creed two. But now we're gonna jump into our movie lib section of the week. Adjective. Oh. Floppy. Mm. Hard pressed. Floppy. I feel like we'd use floppy every other week. Really? Yes. Yeah. It just you, came you, to mind. You say flop a lot, but it's funny every time. So plural noun. Annoyances. Um, decent men. <laughs> Adoptions. What? Adoptions? Adoption. It could be. What about annoyances? Okay. Colin, the the dungeon master himself, says says adoptions. All right, you I get to participate this one time. Adoptions. Yeah, I, I just threw it out there, but n- nobody laughed at it, so I'm going to write annoyances. Well, that's annoying. Yeah, well, need a male name. Uh, uh I almost Fester. said. I almost said Fester. Lofester. Lofester. Yeah, Pencil Vester. As in a loaf of bread. And then the rest is just spelled regular Fester. Can we just be like Phone Vester, Pencil Vester, Low Fester, baby? Low Fester. He's not a loaf. Vester. He's not a loaf that is named Fester. He's his name is Low Fester. Yeah, and then Mike Fester, Glass Fester. These are great names. Good, good job. Colden. Colden Vester. Cold investor. <laughs> Cold investor. It's a super. It's supposed to warm investor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next up is an acronym. That's the thing where there's letters, right? Yes. Um, cool. WWF. Um, that's the panda. That's the World Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> um, oh yeah, they save pandas. Yeah, I think of the panda. You can't compete with the pandas. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, the pandas rule. I don't know what we're talking about. All right. Need another adjective. Another adjective. (laughs) Crunchy. Crusted. Wow, we (laughs) got it pretty close. Never mind. I got audience participation for that one. Sorry. Sorry, I I know I I did I did you wrong. I did you wrong. I apologize. Did, Did us dirty. Got our hopes up for nothing. Yeah. I apologize. Next up is an occupation. Bucket holder. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even try, son. Don't even try. Uh, Sit this one out. <laughs> Western <Yeah>. bucket holder. <laughs> oh, remix. <laughs> nice, nice. Wait, you are you writing Western bucket holder? Western bucket holder. <laughs> oh, that's derivative. Yeah, but it's better. Uh, so not, is it like, not as derivative as, as the square root. Wait, wait. 
Oh, I don't know. not is as derivative like, as as Robin Hood 2018. Are we, oh, <laughs> are we talking about like Western with the the you know with the cowboy hat and the spurs? No, like he just holds a bucket in the West. There, okay, yeah. but bucket always has to be in the West direction. <laughs> yeah, he's he's also Western based. He lives in Southern California. He's very famous. Southern California. <laughs> he's you very get, famous. Sorry, right, you get it from your dad. <laughs> Next. <laughs> We're having so much fun. <laughs> Next up is a group. Them fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and put it down. I'm so proud of you. Them fellas. Them guys. The fellas spelled F-E-L-L-A-S. Them boys. Yep. The bears. All right. A verb coming up next. Verb. Skirt. Goof. Yes, yeah, skirt. Skirt. One I like. Skirt. Goof, yes, Goot. No, skirt. Okay. I swear to God, if you modify mine one more time, <laughs> you're grounded. All right, next one, you go first, Kyle. No! <laughs> I'll just be derivative of my own work. So next then... one's a letter, and I need two of them. You need... how, can we, how can we be... How can I steal a letter? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Like a... Two letters? Like A, B, or like are these separate? They're separate. Oh, okay. Okay. So we'll we'll each choose a letter, TJ. Yeah. Okay. E. <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> All right. What do you got? What do you got, TJ? Mm-hmm. Spanish N. <laughs> uh, so well, so how clarify, do I... that's the N. No. It's the no with the little squiggly over the top. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm proud of you for being original. <laughs> All right. Last one is, this is really vague. It's a word ending in I-N-G. Hmm. Downloading cars. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> Mystifying. Mystifying. M I S T I. Actually, it's M Y S. Mystifying? Yeah. I'm thinking like literal mist. Oh, I'm thinking of like mysteries. Wait, that doesn't work either. Just write it down. Mystifying. (laughs) Wimbling. Trembling. Soaring. Mystifying. All right. Throwing. Unbegiving. Unbenouncing. Happily marrieding. <laughs> We're the worst. All right. You got it uh, all ready for us? Sure do. All right. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. So while Widows was good and Robin Hood was awful, I didn't think either of them were particularly well suited to a movie lib. So I looked elsewhere and I landed at Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. So here it is. Floppy Beasts, The Annoyances of Lofester. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, those beasts! Lofester, Lofester <laughs> has escaped from WWF custody <laughs> to, pers- to pursue his plan of elevating slender beings above non-slender beings. Oh, to stop him, Tomothy must <laughs> must recruit his former Western bucket holder, Newt, <laughs> and some other that fellow's members. <laughs> Some, them fellas. Hey, you with them fellas. 
However, the fight against Lofester will skirt their loyalties as the Slender World becomes more divided. The latest addition to E. Nya Mystifying's universe. Nothing about this sounds Spanish. Be sure to catch Floppy Beasts, The Annoyances of Lofester. The Annoyances of Lofester. Yay! What All a right. troublesome guy. Uh, oh, faster. Uh, I want to thank our audience contributors. Thank you, Tyler Balcony, for sending in Tomothy. And thank you, Leah. <laughs> Leah, for sending Leah. in Slender. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Like I said, thank you, Aaliyah, for sending in Slender. Uh, First time. Didn't didn't mess up. It's a good one. Thank you. I thank feel you. like, you know, we get better at this sort of thing every time. Yeah. Even though it doesn't seem like it, I feel like we, we put together a nice narrative. I feel like you do, too. Woo-hoo. Thank what a, you. What a what a gift to have. What a wholesome crew we what a, have. What a talent. What a gift. Okay, so the next part. Um, what a heck. The the movies that are coming out this coming weekend. Only one. Possession of Hannah Grace. One Man, I you. love people that have two first names. Yeah. Well, then you'll love Hannah Grace. So someone tell me about <laughs> Hannah Grace. Someone tell the audience Colin about has, Hannah Grace. Colin has turned away. He's he's either laughing or sobbing right now. I I like to pretend it's both. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely on the side of sobbing. <laughs> Do we have a ghost in the studio right now? That wasn't even that funny. <laughs> okay, someone tell me about okay. this dang movie. I'm back. It's a possession movie. Hannah becomes possessed by Grace. <laughs> They're like, hold on, what are they gonna what are they gonna call us? <laughs> Why else would someone have two first names? <laughs> Inside of them, like there's a ghost, <laughs> like Scoob. <laughs> is that a of Grace? <laughs> a possession movie released in late November, right in time for the holidays. <laughs> Why is it being released? late november because they couldn't make it in time for halloween there were way too many other horror movies coming out yeah how are they gonna compete with the likes of grinch the uh, i forget all of them except for halloween halloween um goosebumps 2 (laughs) oh come on what's the what's the one with the moving horror carnival uh oh scare fest yeah yeah hellfest oh come on scare fest Scare fast. Spook fast. Town. <laughs> oh man. Halloween town. Right. So anyways, it's a possession movie. I mean what what were the impressions you guys got from the, the trailer? Looks kinda of run of the mill. Yeah, it's in a hospital, which is a little new. Usually they're inside a f- old family home. So this is nice that it's a different setting for this to be taking place in. It's kind of a unique take on the possession thing, because instead of being instead of an exorcist being called i actually don't know much about the premise of the movie if i'm actually being honest um (laughs) i've seen i've seen the trailer and it was just like registering to me as scary sounds so maybe i'm wrong about this the director has not directed anything of note before oh anything Mm. could happen 
Yeah, well, could be great. Well, with could be okay. The name Hannah Grace. Oof. What does that? That says nothing about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, they gave away the plot. She's gonna get possessed, and <laughs> two first names. I'm it's sorry. Like if they called Home Alone, Home Alone. <laughs> Yeah? Could you uh, elaborate on that one a little bit? Yeah, it gives away the plot. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So can't anyways. Argue, can't argue with that. <laughs> so, you, got, you got nothing else to add there. Carrying on. So that's what's coming out this coming weekend. Um, obviously, it's going to be unique in the box office because it's uh, basically a horror movie. And what, three, four weeks before Christmas? So this will probably be in theaters when Christmas comes around. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's like Nightmare Bef- um, on Christmas. What is it? Nightmare Before Christmas. What? No, what is it called? Um, it was like Chris Kringle or something. <laughs> Chris Kringle. <laughs> what? what? Uh, <laughs> I don't know who he is, but that name is enough to. No, that, that's Santa's nickname. That's one of the nicknames for Santa. <laughs> no, the, um, Christopher Duncan Kringle. <laughs> Duncan. <laughs> His middle name probably isn't Duncan. Duncan no, is his there's, alias. There's a horror movie based around Christmas, and it's like Krampus. the evil Krampus. Krampus. Thank you. Yeah, I knew Chris that the Krampus. Whole time. You just guessed Chris Kringle, <laughs> and that's so far removed. It's Krampus. So, anyways, yeah, I guess it's Krampus, but it's not. Christmas has always been a kind of spooky time of year for me. Actually, I don't know what. Yeah, it's because a man like breaks into your house. Wait, that actually happened to you? It's happened it, it, it every does, year. It does in the Christmasian legend. Christmassy. <laughs> that's that's like the lore of the holiday. I thought a, a big train house. rolls up on your street and that's you go to too. the North Pole. Yeah, big big train comes up. Like Where's the tracks? I'm not used to trains being <laughs> it's here. Classic. Polar Express is a classic. Anyways, we've beat a dead horse with Hannah Grace. Enough. Uh, we're gonna move on to the news stories. So this is um, last week's and this week's. We got two weeks of news. Um, first of which is the live-action Dumbo trailer. I'm not even going to talk about it because my cynicism is going to come out again. Thank you. You guys have anything to say about it? Nope. Uh, nothing that's not cynical. <laughs> okay, well, please divulge. I mean, it's just what everybody's thinking. It's This This feels kind of kind of sneaky. They're just making movies again. I'm sure it's a lot of effort and manpower goes into it. It's the third live-action Disney remake trailer I've seen within like a month. Well, it's it's lazy creatively. Yeah, it's like, it's stuff that we already have. We just got to make it again. It's not like a new idea, which people have been saying ever since remakes were a thing, so whatever. It's just, uh, you know, for the fans, I'm sure it's great. I think I already talked about this on the show, but Beauty and the Beast, they put a lot of effort into it. They did a good job for the fans of Beauty and the Beast. They loved it, but for some, for people that are not, well, it's just not for them, you know? So I feel like I'm going to try and back off a little bit, but I know it's not going to work. I'm definitely going to bash Disney. I just, I need to call Disney out because, I mean, they're getting too big. They have Star Wars. They have Marvel. They have their own Disney properties. They have Pixar. I mean, Disney is a behemoth in the entertainment industry. They have Fox. They're Fox. Gonna, they're going to have Fox. Yeah, so I, I feel like somebody's going to start calling them out for this kind of stuff and... Yeah. Not that I'm going to make a difference with a giant corporation like it's Disney. Be Kyle, but like you know, sharing my criticisms of it and the fact that it's lazy creatively with my friends and people that like this kind of stuff, 
hopefully it influences them to think differently about this stuff instead of just eating it up without it, like even having a second thought about it. That's my goal, at least. Woo! Yeah. Small, small little baby steps. Mr. Fields goes to California. <laughs> Gonna filibuster <laughs> Disney. Uh, okay. Uh, Once Upon a Deadpool, that's next. Um, the trailer for is for that was released, and I think this is hilarious. Speaking of creativity, um, essentially, it looks like it's going to be like a Princess Bride kind of thing, where um, it's like Deadpool telling a story to the younger version of that same kid. You know, this could have gone older version. This could have gone just the wrong way, where Fox was just cutting out the naughtiest parts of Deadpool two and making a PG thirteen, and then quietly dumping it into theaters. But I'm very happy to see that it looks like they're having fun with the concept. Yeah, I don't even know what actor it is, but it's the little kid in Princess Bride that the story's being told to, but it's him now. So he's like 38 and sitting <laughs> in his bed. He's got the same jersey on, and Deadpool is reading a story time to him. It's it's hilarious. It's like, really funny. I'm looking forward wow. to it. Yeah, that's so. Nice. Oh, overall, Deadpool, Once Upon a Deadpool is going to be a PG-13 version of... The, Deadpool 2. Okay, the second one. Okay, I want it, I couldn't remember correctly. So that's going to be released, I think it's before Christmas? I think it might be the 21st. No, it's the 15th, I believe, oh, okay. of December. Okay. So it's going to be released in a couple weeks now. It looks really fun. Also, you know, you're, for all you kids that are not 17 and you weren't able to see the first Deadpool in theaters, well, you get a chance to see the PG-13 and get a taste of it. So next... YouTube offers movies for free. So this happened last week um, on the YouTube platform. They suddenly released a bunch of old movies with ads on it, just like on TV. So they have, I think, three Rocky movies on YouTube available with ads. Um, Wow. But just like watching a uh, a movie on TV where every, like, 20 minutes or whatever is interrupted by ads, I think it's really cool, Um, something that could absolutely work. Um, you know, they have old movies, old properties, um, new movies can be like that. Um, to promote the second Lego movie for, I think it was Black Friday, they had the first Lego movie for free to stream on YouTube as well. I like that movie. I love the Lego movie. Um, so look out. Uh, I'm sure this was just like a little test and I, I'm pretty sure it went pretty well. I mean, I heard from a lot of people that really enjoyed watching movies on YouTube and I, I know, like, TJ, you buy movies on YouTube a lot. I don't buy them a lot. I have bought movies before. I rent them sometimes. Well, I mean, you're the one that to introduce to me to that, that service. So Yeah, it's like when you want to see a movie with your friends, you know. I, we Obviously, we're not sponsored by YouTube, but, like, yeah. um, everybody's got, like, hey, I've got, like, 75 cents. On hand, everybody just pulls it together, and it's like $2, and you rent a movie. And it's really convenient, because like a lot of streaming services, um, or streaming platforms like Amazon Fire, um, Google Play, obviously, you know, playing your Xbox, PS4, they all have YouTube on them, so you just play it right off the normal YouTube app. Really convenient. Anyways, movies on YouTube, uh, new step in a new direction. Next one is Aquaman, the final trailer. Seeing the Aquaman final trailer in the theater... before Robin Hood was the best thing I saw today. Nice. It looks very much in line with what we've seen before. Bad day. I very (laughs) (laughs) Sick burn, son. Give me some skin. That wasn't a burn. Wait, what? 
I mean, I just, I'm just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you were trashing Aquaman. No, I wasn't oh. trashing. I wasn't. No, I thought TJ I, oh, was I thought you thought him. I was trashing Colin somehow. I was like, this, this doesn't make sense. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm praising Aquaman. Aquaman. I think we're all like in on different pages here. Yeah. No, you said that's the best thing you've seen all day, and TJ said it must have been a pretty bad day. All right, guys. So we, you're we trashing gotta, we Aquaman. We gotta do a fusion dance so we can all have the same brain to figure out what's going on here. Uh, how, how are we gonna point at each other if we're if we're like, okay, hey, hey. I, I got TJ, Kyle, uh, uh, this is incredibly uh, stupid. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. On back page. on the same page. Anyways, Aquaman. anyway, it looks terrific. I don't. <laughs> all right, please it, go on. Yeah, it <laughs> it looks really, 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 really cool, and most of all, it looks unique. I haven't seen a superhero movie that has the visuals that this does because they got to portray atlantis and i've seen also all sorts of comments like oh wait it looks way too cg to which i usually reply ah oh, well i guess you're right they could have gone just gone down and filmed it on location in atlantis you know but as you do yeah but i think it looks like an interesting superhero tale i very much like jason momoa's aquaman and what he brings to the character the villain of King Orm is traditionally compelling in the comics, and this one showcases Willem Dafoe a little bit. Oh, and nice. I and I can't take him seriously because every time he talks, all I hear is the Green Goblin. <laughs> so I'm gonna have to get past that. But and that's... I'm something of a goblin myself. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep, Spidey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we yeah. all meet again, Spider-Man! <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you, uh, have you seen how Jason Momoa takes pictures with couples? Yeah. He, the, like, pushes the, away the Yeah, the girl, like, gravitates to him. Yeah, he, he, like, he'll take the girl and, like, you know, hold her tight and be, like, kicking away the boyfriend. <laughs> it's really funny. I just like him as a person. He seems like a really good guy. And I also like how he fills out the new-looking Aquaman costume, which looks like the comics, and is showcased at the end of the trailer. And I can't wait for this movie. I'm very excited. All it looks know, fine. All I know is that they have a shot in the trailer where there's, like, an audience watching something happen, and they're all, like, like silent. And they all jump up and scream at the same time. And they all do the exact same pose, and it looks really robotic and weird. And yeah, I, dude, I, that audience is me when I all oh, wait. I don't oh. like it. <laughs> I... I, I I formulated the thought before you said robotic and weird. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready to I, jump I thought, on it. Yeah, I thought you were going to finish the thought saying the audience looks so excited for whatever's happening, and I was yeah. going to be like, "Yeah, that's me." No, and I then just, you were going to say, and then you said the audience looks so robotic and weird, and I was like, "That's oh no." I can't <laughs> put my finger on it. Finger. finger. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, son. Like I said, I cannot put my finger. It's genetic. <laughs> my finger. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so yeah. Aquaman, Colin's obviously excited. Yeah. Um, TJ is feeling a little bit more like the robotic audience about it. Yeah, that's all I can think about. The last little <laughs> thing we have is the live-action Lion King trailer. Live-action is in quotation marks. Yeah, because it's mostly animated. Yeah, well, the, what are they going to do? Film it on location at, at a lion? <laughs> I mean, the trailer matches the old trailer, and they have, like, different scenes from it, and it's fine, but... I think we already made our stance quite clear about the yeah. live action stuff. It's going to make a billion dollars, but none of that billion dollars will be from earned. me. Or earned. Oh. Anyways, moving on to our last little bit, the movie showcase of the week. It only seems appropriate to be talking about the original Harry Potter franchise. 
um, because of Fantastic Beasts. Um, do you guys have anything to add about Harry Potter as a franchise that we haven't covered? In my opinion, the Harry Potter franchise is really the franchise that I grew up with. It's not my favorite franchise, and it's not it's not going to be, but the first two are some of the films, you know, when, you, when you're a kid and you watch the same movies over and over again. The first two Harry Potter movies were some of those for me. So I really like them, and I have an attachment to them, whether I like it or not. I have a strong nostalgic factor for the first three. I don't love the fourth for some reason. I, I don't know. I'm just... That one puts me off heavily. What even is the fourth one? Goblet of Fire. Is that? Okay. That's that's the one where uh, Edward Cullen dies. Um, mm. It's also the one where Dumbledore says, How many people put him in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> I actually just saw that scene. Uh, my professor played played it for me in my business law class. Yeah, and for some reason, like everybody just has long hair. Yeah, that, uh, I, I don't know that one. That one puts me off. Then the last, <laughs> more the like last... a moplet of, of fire. <laughs> They're all mops in the sky. <laughs> and then the last four, which is Half Blood Prince, Order of the Phoenix, and then the Deathly Hallows movies. Order of the Phoenix comes first before Half Blood Prince. I knew that. <laughs> me too. Exposed. <laughs> Uh, you, you got me. I'm not an aficionado, but all those are good. And in particular, the Deathly Hallows Part 2, it's the proof of concept for Hollywoods for why they split the last entry of a franchise into two parts whenever they do it now. But I got to say, that Deathly Hallows Part 2 is awesome. Like, I, I really think that's like a legitimately satisfying spectacle. It wraps the story up very well. I like that movie a lot. Well, I remember being pretty crazy about it. My, of course, yeah. that's how I am about Harry Potter is that I forget that I care until it's there again. I definitely am on the same page as Colin. I watched the first three, um, but I basically skipped the rest of the movies until Deathly Hallows Part 2. <laughs> I watched it at, at, at the premiere of opening night, and I'm definitely with you. It was a really good movie, um, and there's, there's something to be said about a, a franchise that captures basically a whole generation, you know? For me and Colin that didn't really like it, we're like big fans or whatever, um, it still had a place for us. Like There was still a place for that franchise. Yeah, for absolutely. Us. And I think a part of it is that you're, to an extent, you're kind of growing up with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. as, as you mature and become older, you get to watch the actors become older and more mature and the characters that they play become older and more mature as you are in that process. And that's something special. Yeah. DJ... I mean, I, you talked about it a little bit, but what's your whole, like, perspective on the Harry Potter franchise? Well, uh, great to start off with a voice crack there. Um, I My sister was really into it, like, really, really into it. So I kind of got, like, secondhand Harry Potter stank all my life growing up. It's <laughs> um, a good way to put it. I, anytime, like, I saw, like, the movies happening or, like, I... I like stole her books and read them. And it was like that is pretty cool. I, I like it, it. Never felt like it was my thing exactly because because it was my sister's thing, and I felt like I couldn't steal that. But like you know, as I was as I was saying before, it's like pretty apparent when I'm, I'm watching a movie and it's in front of me. I'm like a, a lot bigger of a fan than I realize. Mm -hmm. um, like I relate a lot to what you guys are talking about, where you say like. You didn't you you didn't feel like you were huge fans, but you felt like it had a place for you. That's what I thought. But then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, just, I guess I really like Harry Potter, but not really. It's very culturally ingrained. It's one of the few, few franchises that I'm not a fan of, like or a fanboy of, that I 
can't really find any legitimate criticism of. You know, like people that are fanboys about or fangirls about like Twilight or Fast and Furious. Yeah, like stuff like that. I can obviously be like, okay, you know, some of these people are kind of dumb for liking these things. That's me being a jerk, but I can't really be a jerk about Harry Potter. It's just, it is culturally ingrained to people our age and whether you like it or not, it it's something that we have and it's great. It's great. It's good. Awesome. It's cool. Well, it's cool. It's true. That'll do it for us tonight. Um, thank you all for tuning in um, last week. Apologize for not being on air, but if you follow us on Twitter, Beyond the Real, you got live updates through that whole adventure. So I mean, if you can call them live updates. <laughs> it was it was quite an adventure. We had um, you know, we made we made good of the situation. We had fun with it anyways. So follow us on Twitter if you don't already do. You can get live updates about what's happening with the show and what we think about movies when we see them. If you don't already do. You should. Absolutely. That's what Kyle said. So unless either of you have anything to say about it. Kyle said, if you don't ever really do, he didn't say that I messed it up. <laughs> All right, son, sit down. Uh, so that'll do it for us. Thanks again for listening. Thank you. And all of you have a great night. Yeah. Mm-hmm.